all about us in this locker room. Hey, I got that. They shot me in Denver. You who knows? Minus three with Dave Damashek and Jeff Schwartz. Do it, fellas. Oh, yeah. If you ain't already ready for week two of NFL action, I think Joey Porter just got you right in the brain and in the heart and otherwise. Hi and hello, sports fans, and welcome to Minus Three, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Tune in all season long for exclusive offers and odds boost. FanDuel, more ways to win, and boy, do we have a good one for you. It is the launch of the Minus 3 Faye Jeff Schwartz Challenge. We'll get into that in just a little bit. In the meantime, FanDuel.com slash Minus 3 is how you do it. Joey Porter in Denver with his Steelers pals a generation ago on Sunday. The Broncos pay a visit to Pittsburgh, PA. Just one of a, a juicy lot of games awaiting our eyeballs and, like I say, our hearts and minds. This Sunday, let's get into all of it. Uh, Dave Damashek here. And over there, all the way in Charlotte, North Carolina, Carolina, ready to break it down with you. The former New York Giants offensive lineman, also in Oregon Ducks, his heart's full of song right now because college football appears to be just about all the way back. It's Jeff Schwartz. What's the poop, fellow? I am so glad to be here. We had a great first week of the NFL season. You know, from Thursday, last Thursday, until Monday night, just consume with football. It was like life was back to normal. And now we have football again. We're back. We got football tonight. We got football all weekend. Yes. And the fade, the fade Jeff Schwartz bet. It's going to be fabulous. All you guys on social media and the follow me for a long time, you love to tell me that I suck at gambling. You love it. Mm. Well, here's your chance to put your money where your mouth is and make some money fading me. So we're going to have a lot of fun with that today as well. We picked every game to honor week one NFL. We felt obliged to pick every single game. And uh, I I think the show scorekeeper, Andrew Raby, doing uh, the Lord's work for us over in the UK, tracking all of our picks, had you at 13 and two. Now, other people have pushed back and said, wait a second. No, no, I think 12 and three is what Schwartz was. Either way, I think it marks <laughs> your your greatest achievement in your pro football career. Correct. Uh, it does. I did not know that when I said like I lean someone that that equaled I was picking them, but I'll take it. I'll take it nonetheless. So um, yeah, I mean, look, I took Washington, which uh, I thought was going to be an upset, which is great. I told you guys do not ban the Colts, and a lot of people put the Colts in survivor pools. You're out after one week. I said don't do it. So it was a great accomplishment for the first week. And I, and I got this week. The lines, oh, some of them are very gross. They're very well, gross. I w- we'll get into that stuff. And but uh, I do want to talk about what your your um you know your big picture reaction where like the the Jaguars, yeah. as I say to people, yes, that's fine. Get excited about the Gardner Minshew and everything. That's not going to be a relevant team come week six or seven. Correct. So I want to hear your the 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 issues that have risen to the top right. and will continue to be issues. But first, speaking of those issues, Schwartz, weigh in. Uh, and by the way, thank you for telling me not to go in too big on the Colts there. You were 100 percent right about that. And I did tell everybody to avoid that Eagles Washington game like the plague. Too right. many parts being pulled out at the 11th hour. It was too hard to assess. And uh, so I hope you listen to that. But college football. Football, Big Ten's yes. back, Pac-12. How say you, Schwartz? 
I am so excited. Obviously, the Big Ten is back. We know that announcement. The Pac-12, who I, I cover for a living on Pac-12 Radio and Sirius XM, they're all of a sudden going to be back very soon. They have different issues than the Big Ten do, right? Because California and and Dave, what's so surprising to me is that the Pac-12 had has had a deal for daily rapid testing that's going to arrive September 3rd. They've had that for two weeks now, which is a great deal. It was great. And it's very clear the Big Ten secured a deal as well, and that's why they're back. But then the Big Ten decides to come back, and then all of a sudden the Pac-12 was like, hey, California, can we play? And they're like, sure, you can play. Dave, why, why didn't they ask two weeks ago if they could play? I don't, I don't know. I don't understand. I get it. This is before the fires, by the way. This is before. I get mm-hmm. the fires are a big concern right now. But if I was the governor of California, which I'm not, and Gavin Newsom did allow them, I would say, yeah, go ahead. Like, just figure it out yourself. I have too much to worry about. Go play. Figure it out. And so they are. L.A. County has decided to allow UCLA and USC to come back, I believe, in, in Oregon, the governor and local uh, municipalities will allow them to go back, and we'll have football. The last difference between the two conferences, this is big. The Big Ten's been practicing for the most part. They've been practicing still. They've been on campus, working out, and doing pseudo practice. No pads, but enough. Not every team, right? Wisconsin's mm-hmm. been on a break. Maryland just got back. Iowa had a break, but enough to get going. The Pac-12 has none of that happening right now. So they're going to take longer to get started. So I think they're going to announce November 14th will be the start date. That gives them basically six weeks from September 30th. That feels like the start date. And we'll get some Pac-12 football. And guess what, guys? I am very good at betting on the Pac-12. I cover for a living. The lines are terrible. No one pays attention to it. So when we get to that point, I will give you a lot of advice on Pac-12 football. And you'll make money, okay? I, 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 I promise you that. Well, and with our focus on Pennsylvania and New Jersey, that's kind of the sweet spot uh, on some level for the Big Ten. So we'll get into Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, uh, you know, and listen, my Indiana Hoosiers. This is the the, the, you can you can crack your wise all you want, friend. But let me I I got news for you. This is uh, this is uh, there's a lot of optimism in Bloomington, Indiana. Now, listen, relatively speaking, no one's talking about them playing in the in the national title game. But by our measure that we apply here is, you know, if, if, if they have a winning record and go to a bowl game, that's success, man. And uh, the Hoosiers should have that. So we're going to dig in on all that stuff as we get closer. And by the way, philosophically, the thing I've always loved about college football or growing up, I always did, was the difference in offensive styles that oh, you would yes. watch wishbone in the big eight and they'd sling it all over the place in the Florida schools. And it was ground and pound in the big 10. Now it's all spread offense. And now you see more uh, uh, variety in the NFL, uh, as a matter of fact. But this reaction to what you're talking about, politics or otherwise, have now created this thing where like, Oh, yeah, that region of the country is much better prepared for football. So, so we'll see those differences play out. I'm looking forward to getting into all that. But uh, in the in the here and now, let's get into some pro football action. And um, I mentioned the Pittsburgh Steelers coming off of that Monday night victory. I just yeah. wanted to hear, you know, we don't need to break it down. I'd like to say hello to uh, to our third wheel here sitting in a tank top with a hat on backwards. It's Eddie Spaghetti. How are you, friend? How did Danny Dimes look to you? He looked good, didn't he? Moral victory. Congratulations, Giants fan. Look. Look what? I, I did look. If I, you watched, told, I, I looked if you for told, three and a half hours. If, I looked at it. 
Oh yeah, you were feeling real confident at halftime, right? I'm sure. Um, look, it's one 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 bad throw, one awful boneheaded throw. Uh, interception to Cam Hayward uh, changed the whole outcome of the game. And if you told me the game's going to come down to one bad play, I would say, you know what? It's the look. I don't crush the Steelers. I think the Steelers are a great team. I think at every level on defense, they're probably the best unit uh, overall. So if you're going to lose to a Super Bowl contending team, uh, which you guys believe in, I mean, I'm okay with it. Uh, you know, I I. I'm just going to take the positives from that game and, and move forward. Andrew Thomas looked great. Jones made a lot of nice plays. Um, you know, obviously the, the Saquon not rushing well is is a bit of an issue, and their defense, especially the cornerbacks, are going to have some issues. But it's it's a lot better than what they look like in 2019 and 2018 and 2017. So I'm okay with it. The NFC East currently ruled by Washington's <laughs> football team. The other three the all. Yeah. All, all have a uh, a mark in the uh, in the last column there. Um, yeah. I, I, what do you think, uh, Schwartz? First of all, the fade Jeff Schwartz, the debut of the fade Jeff Schwartz, will uh, give you that in just a second. And it does involve the New York Football Giants. What was your takeaway from that one? Everybody's weighed in a little more heavily on everything that we saw on Thursday and uh, and Sunday. Yeah. Your your uh, your top line reactions to the Pittsburgh Steelers ability to be relevant in an AFC that includes the Ravens and chiefs. Yeah. So I've liked Pittsburgh a lot. We told you this at the beginning, right? That was a bet that I like is a value pick for Super Bowl. And they started off a little slow on offense, but I thought they picked it up in the second half. Ben has not played in forever. He said he felt like he got hit by a car afterwards. Right. I mean, like he hasn't played and he took some bad sacks. I mean, there's a three man rush one time he ran into a sack, but the second half, they changed the offense a little bit. They put Juju in the slot. They found ways to get a lot of, a, a lot of mismatches. And um, they look like I thought they would. Their defense is good. I, look, the Giants offensively, it was very clear that Steelers wanted to stop the run. They did stop the run. The Giants had no answer outside of the one play action pass and the one screen they ran. Um, and Pittsburgh played very well. And the Giants played like Daniel Jones is still learning how to play the game. That that interception he threw is unacceptable. The one that he just – it's second and three. You're inside the five. Maybe they were six or seven. Just throw it away, man. Like, live to play another down. But look, Carson Wentz still makes those mistakes. Like, it's not – it's Baker Mayfield, who plays tonight, still makes those mistakes. Some guys continue to do that, and that's why they're not as, as successful. So eliminating those – be good for the Giants, but I go back to my point about the Giants, and we'll talk a lot about the, them as we get as we move forward. I think they're very talented, and they're too conservatively coached, and they're relying on an old school style of football, which is run the football. Um, Barkley is terrible at pass protection; you can't use a huge liability in pass protection, and they have problems. Is that one of those like old school football guy kind of things that that uh, pass pro is want to? You always hear that about NBA defenders, like oh, defense is all about want to. Um, is that is that the case? Why would Saquon, a supreme athlete, not be good at doing that? So when you pass protect as a running back, you have to do what's called meet force with force, right? So when a guy is when your linebacker or your safety is rushing, he's typically coming from distance, right? So he's running full speed at you. He has a multiple yard head start. As a running back, you have to meet him. You have to go meet him at the line of scrimmage and bring force to force, right? Otherwise, if he's running full speed and you're standing still, he's going to knock you back like he does every single time for Barkley. If you watch Barkley, he just stands still and then he kind of like turns his shoulder and tries to hit the guy. 
That's not how you pass protect. Um, even when he's chipping guys on the edge, he's not coming in and being very aggressive early on and helping that offensive tackle. So um, there was like also a confusion in who blocks who. And then once there was one screw up, Andrew Thomas, I thought, played decently well for his first game of left tackle. He screwed up the first time. They ran Dupree and someone off the edge. And then he was fine the rest of the game. But Barkley didn't trust the protection, and he kept screwing up after that. So one mistake led to multiple mistakes. And look, maybe it's a new offense. Uh, maybe it's not trusting what you're doing. But there's a lot of concerns uh, for the Giants. I thought, you know, everybody knocked dimes for that pick that uh, Cam Hayward got that, that that was, I guess, you know, a touchdown extra point puts them in the lead at the late end of uh, the third quarter. But that was, to me, of, of all the plays, I thought that was representative of uh, the fact that this is week one without a preseason or anything. And Danny Dimes has what? Yeah. Spaghetti, like 12 or 13 career starts now. 13. He, but the, what that said to me was like, oh, I, I have time to make a play here as the guy's bearing down on me. Like, oh, yeah, you forgot that you're playing with a guy who's way bigger than you, but is also faster than you. And he got to, a, you know, Dupree got to him more quickly. And that's what jumps out to me that with this Steelers team that they have overwhelming speed on that defense. Terrell Edmonds, the strong safety, notwithstanding it's, it's stunning even to pro football players, how fast that Steelers defense is. And in the 21st century, it's all about playmakers, even on different defense, the ability to take the ball away. And as long as they don't get smoked on big plays, like they did early in the game by the giants, as long as they can make the offense um, have to take as many snaps as possible on their way to the end zone, there's a good chance that that defense is capable of turning you over. Let's jump in on it now. As a matter of fact, here, Schwartz, Denver, Broncos another tough one man that they're low-key kind of the last uh 2019 and now one weekend kind of snake bitten as far as I'm concerned um they they keep taking really tough losses in the last couple of minutes and the Goskowski emotional um roller coaster ride for that guy was uh was something to behold but now here come the Broncos into Heinz Field Steelers given seven and a half. The total on it is 41 and a half. How say you? Well, seven and a half is a little worrisome. I know that you might be able to get this maybe later in the week at, at seven. I feel like there could be some some money coming in on, on Denver because this line is, is so big. Yeah. Um, I, I like the Steelers, and, and I'll tell you why. First of all, we saw the offense pick up at the end of the game, right? And, and that was very important. Denver has no pass rush right now, right? Von Miller's hurt. Chubb is coming back to action. A.J. Bouye is, is hurt as well. I believe. I hope I pronounced that properly. I think I did. Um, and um, It's fun to say it. You got to, you is, know, like have the fun with so, Bouye, you know? Very fun. He's out, so they're depleted in the secondary. Uh, but he and also, here. I thought it was also great on Monday night. I wonder if that's ever happened. There was a guy named AJ with the first initial B as it is his surname being covered by a guy, AJB. Is that ever? I wonder if that's yeah, ever happened only, in, only in football Ouija, history. Only Ouija Thompson would think of things like that. Um, hmm. So I, here's why I like the Steelers, by the way. And this is something that we don't get team totals yet, quite yet. But when we get there this weekend, typically they'll come out. Fans will release them Saturday night, maybe Sunday morning. Um, the Broncos are not going to score any points in this game. And that's why I like the Steelers. So here's the reason why. Um, in Drew Locke's six games, he's 4-2 and two as a starter, right? 4-2. and two. They're only averaging 20 points a game in those four starts. And his career versus the Blitz is awful. What does Pittsburgh do better than anyone? 
They pressure the quarterback, right? They bring a lot, a high percent of pressures. And when they also just bring four, they get home pretty well. Here's, here's the, here it is, Dave. Ready? This is only six games. So small sample size, but it's a, it's a big split. Versus the blitz, Drew Locke completes 48.4% of his passes with a passer rating of 78, um, 78. No blitz completes 72% of his passes with a passer rating near 100. The Steelers blitz uh, last season, 38 0.1% fourth um, in the NFL. So I think they're going to get after Drew Locke and they're not going to score many points at all. And the Steelers will be able to get 24 to 28 points. So I think the Steelers cover this line. Um, and and to your point, we're not seeing a ton, I, I guess, mixed results. But for the most part, I think uh, the rookies played the way you kind of expected them to across the NFL, which is to say they weren't major. They, they weren't making major impacts around the league. J.K. Dobbins gets in the end zone a couple of times. There were a, a couple of splash plays there across the NFL. But uh, again, your recurring point is if you're depending on rookies um, to succeed in 2020 NFL, you're probably being overly optimistic there. Yeah, the seven and a half, man. I I mean, that's, you know, pro football teams. I, I always am spooked by more than a touchdown, no matter the circumstance. It's always a scary one to me. Back at home, though, for what, you know, one of my favorite things to, to talk with uh, pro football players about, you know, I get it. If you've watched when you watch Hoosiers um, and coach Norman Dale takes uh, takes the kids um, to the to the big fancy gymnasium where they're going to play the state championship game. And he does that thing with the tape measure. And it's like, see, 15 feet, 10 feet. And he does all that. It's like, yeah, the dimensions are the same is the point. I can't believe that that grown men are that impacted by where a game is played. And now you don't have even the cheering. As I, my point was always, well, it does it, who cares if people are cheering for you or not? That really makes such a difference to you. Now you don't even have that happening. How big, but it does, I, as many NFL guys as I've spoken to, they're like, oh, it makes such a difference. If you're traveling from the West Coast and you're tired, I'm like, how big can that impact things? But they are traveling from the mountain zone out to Pittsburgh. So is that legitimately a big advantage? I, you know, the issue with the crowd is the crowd noise on offense. I mean, like that's the, that's the problem, right? I don't, yeah, right. I don't, I don't like, I'm not sure that, that we need for the reasons you mentioned, I think it's more just about you know, just the routine is thrown off because you're not at home, obviously. So just, just a little different. It's not normal. And then the crowd noise on offense is, is a, is a problem. So I, I, I did not notice by the way, that players lacked energy without a crowd. I feel like they played, I actually thought the gameplay was much better than I thought it would be in week one. So um, the cold weather type of stuff does matter in my opinion. That that like cold weather, like when you go from a, a warm team to somewhere cold in December, that sucks. That does mess with your mind a little bit. Um, but the noise is about, is about an atmosphere and about screwing with the offense. And there's not there's not any of that. And we're seeing, by the way, even last year, going back to last year, um, and it doesn't apply quite to the Steelers, but it applies to to Baltimore and Houston. We'll have later in Chiefs and 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 uh and Chargers, is this like almost feels like no home field advantage anymore, right? Including last season. That's what I'm saying. It's weird. I, it, it yeah, like I, I get it when it's cold out if you're from Miami yeah. and you go, I I could see that, but yeah. So including last season, road favorites of seven plus points. We're 15, 8, and 0 against the spread. 
It's but I mean, this whole show is named minus three for the uh, for the presumed advantage that the home team has. Um, but without a like I, I, I really it's going to be interesting to track this over the next month or six weeks to see yeah. if there if if there is a demonstrable advantage to playing at home or if it or I mean, there is. But I wonder if yeah. it'll drop a little bit because there are the crowds and everything else. And by the way, Sunday. I didn't miss the crowds at all. I, I felt I like this is a normal one. And maybe it's because you're kind of red zoning it and stretches there and you're bouncing around and you're getting into the excitement of the whole day. But it, it, it felt different on Monday. Weirdly, I felt like the late game in Denver was a drag. The quality of play was a drag. By the way, I you know, I know we have bigger issues in the world, but. I don't understand the kind of I guess they're comparing the Monday Night Football crew to last year's, but I'm not exactly overwhelmed with the uh, charisma coming out of that three man booth. But anyway, that's neither I, here. nor I, I wish they would go Fowler and Herb Street is what oh, I wish. They could they do. Were, I listen to a lot of games on mute because I just I don't need to hear what everyone says about the game. Like that's not why I'm watching the game. So but I did listen to Herbie because I just want to hear them call the game. It, it was fantastic. So I, I will reserve no judgment on the Monday Night Crew because I just I went to bed at halftime because I live on the East Coast and um, and I just didn't, I didn't pay attention. All right, let's get into it then. The uh, so we're both taking the Steelers minus seven and a half. Spaghetti, you making it three? Or are you going to take the Broncos? No, I'm I'm with the Steelers. I want to throw one stat out there that's incredible. Um, the Steelers had 22 quarterback pressures uh, with oh, yeah. two at two and a half seconds or less and. You thought the Giants had O-line problems. At least they had Andrew Thomas who graded well and, you know, Zeitler and, and Hernandez. The Broncos, I don't think, have that. Also have a young quarterback in Drew Locke. Uh, that's a nightmare defense. And that having two and a half seconds to, to make a decision and throw the ball is insane. Um, Steelers are going to win this one big. I, I just want to say one more thing, and we'll get back to it. And there, uh, I just want to say, Schwartz, yes. if there is a team out there that I, – I, I, end of the novel stuff – after one week of uh, of evidence, I don't know who's going to practically stop that Chiefs offense. I don't think that you really can. I'm not stop it, but who can hang for 60 minutes and, and end up with more points right. um, than the Chiefs ended up getting? Uh, it feels to me like that's the obvious answer is you got to take Mahomes time away. And that's what uh, the Niners did. The Niners did. For yeah, for for you know, fifty-two minutes, they that's precisely what they did, and I think the Steelers are wired to do exactly that. This is why I like the Steelers as a to the AFC bet. This is like the exact reason why I think they're built to do this. Now, they, the funny part is they've actually played terrible defense against the Chiefs over the last couple of years. Like, like was it last year when the Chiefs win scored forty-two in Pittsburgh? Or was that two years ago? I think that was um, two years. Yeah, that was his yeah, like, uh, Mahomes yeah. uh, second so game. I think he and yeah, it was. And he tore the Steelers' defense to shreds. So, um, I, I again, I I think that the best way to stop them is obviously hit the quarterback, and also you have to you have to score a bunch of points, which is why Pittsburgh. I think Baltimore set up well. Um, I we're also still coming up with uh, Philly here in just a second. We'll get the Jets, but uh, now it's time for the debut of. We need to get uh, spaghetti. We got need to hit up uh, our pal, the one man house band, Dick Banks, and get a little special music. If this is going to be a recurring bet that we're offering here, the minus three fade Jeff Schwartz challenge. I like the yeah, yeah, yeah. That really is that 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 makes it sing. Listen up, everybody. Here we go, Schwartz. You've arrived, friend, because uh, with 
with the uh, Jeff Schwartz challenge. This week it is. Do you want to say it or should I? Uh, you're welcome to say it. Uh, you have a great announcing voice, and um, oh, thank I can you. explain. I can explain why we're doing this, but you, you're welcome to announce it. Go ahead, buddy. Okay, here it is. The New York Football Giants, shamed by Bud Dupree, Cam Hayward, and the rest of the Pittsburgh Steelers, the marauding defense, and number seven this week, plus six and a half in Chicago, and uh, FanDuel has juiced this one up. From minus 125 to plus 110, the Giants are plus six and a half against the Bears. Mitchell Trubisky's Bears. Um, I do have to encourage you to get in on that right now. ASA, AMP, um, it's subject to change. Um, you know, who knows what happens? Danny Dimes' uh, toe falls off or something. I don't know what. Um, that line could change. So get in on it. ASA, AMP, do it now. Go ahead, Schwartz. Well, here's the deal. Everyone always wants to to fade me, right? They always say, Jeff Schwartz, your picks suck. I'm mm-hmm. going to do something different than you. Even though I had a great week last week, I'm going to do something different than you. And so we, here's a contest for you to do it. Put your money where your mouth is. By the way, FanDuel also gave you one extra point. It's at five and a half. They gave you six and a half and gave you plus money to take the Giants because I'm out on the Giants. I, I was out on them week one. Eddie, don't roll your eyes at me. I see you rolling your eyes at me. Well, what do you want, Spaghetti? I was, I, was what out, the- I was out week one. Now you have a Bears team, by the way, that did, did immediately offensively look like poo for 55 minutes of that game. But then they came alive. The defense was fine. The defense is going to rush the passer against the Giants. The Bears are confident now. And that's the number one factor, in my opinion, to winning games. It's not momentum. That's not a thing. It's confidence. And they needed this game for Trubisky to feel confident in what he can do, for the team to believe in what Trubisky can do. And I buy that. In week one. It all happened uh, in week one. And their defense is going to rush around. Who? Eddie Spaghetti. Who on the Giants team is going to stop Khalil Mack and Hicks? I mean, like the offensive line couldn't have played worse than they did last week. Uh, with you know, it's only a look. It's only looking up from there. And like I said, uh, Andrew Thomas graded well. Will Hernandez was fine. I mean, yeah, Gates and Cam Fleming were, were miserable. But if you're going to compare quarterbacks, I mean, one quarterback is literally saved because DeAndre Swift dropped the game-winning touchdown pass, which, you know, if the Bears lost this game, you're, you're going – there's no way that people are feeling confident about the Bears at all, and I know they're home. But one quarterback on in the team that wears, you know, Giants blue graded really well, and one t- – and Trubisky did not. Trubisky had a lot of bad plays versus the, the Lions and luckily was bailed out. Um, I feel – I mean, I could not feel more confident in the Giants this year. The Bears are not a good team. Well, there's just no way. This week – this week, you're very. I, I will say about what Spaghetti's saying. First of all, I, I see it both ways. Um, yes, the Bears were lucky ultimately to win that game. On the other hand, I think that the fine print gets lost by the team. I don't know how that happens, but they're there that. The Bears are feeling good right now because DeAndre Swift dropped the ball. They're not all they're talking about is like, hey, a win's a win, all that kind of nonsense. But it actually is true. And it's they can feel a little bit better about Trubisky because that was a dime he threw to, to, to give him the lead. I mean, that you know, that was a legit um, great throw in a big spot for him. They still are lucky to have won it. But I, I'm with spaghetti. I'm with spaghetti that it. I mean, this is this is a crazy amount of points for the Bears to be given to any pro football team. 
also Allen Robinson in the middle of the week is re- like was re- requesting a trade. Like how confident right. is he in Mitch Trubisky if he wants to get out of out of Chicago? And like, yeah, Cleo Max is a great player. They have some pieces on defense for sure. But I again, I still think the Steelers defense and I'm going to keep giving them praise all year long. I think the Steelers defense is the best in the league. It's going to be an easier task than what the Giants had to face last week. They will score more points. Darius Slayton since week five of 2019 has been the in terms of touchdowns, the best receiver in the NFL, and they're going to get golden that, tape backs. Settle down, Spaghetti. Settle down. You no, it's came, a, it's a, it's you came close to put I, – I know it's a true fact, but let's not get – yeah, no, I, I hear you on your enthusiasm around all this. Barkley Schwartz, will not play as bad. It's just impossible. They, they will be better. You're it's also, hard. though, I mean, Schwartz I mean, we Spaghetti. That. We keep saying that, and Barkley continues to not play good every week. So And Spaghetti, Spaghetti's the guy at the 21 table. It's like, I've lost five straight hands. Can't get any worse. <laughs> no, but but wait, wait. When is when is since when has Saquon Barkley not been a good running back? He has had many weeks where he does absolutely nothing. Well, I will say no. That's not true. Come on. And I, and the one issue I had with Garrett was why was there a lack of passing to him? Why why are you making him run routes? Why are you not letting him get catch more screens? He was not involved in the passing game, which was an issue. And I will say, um, I'm hoping that changes in week two. But I just can't see him being a non-factor the, like he was because the Steelers are blitzing. That's why. Well, sure, they, totally. Well, yeah. I, well, to be fair, a blitz is actually great to run a screen against. <clears throat> Oh, FYI. yes, I know. That's why I said it to set you <laughs> up for preferred, that. It's preferred, actually, um, that he dude. last year. Barkley had only four games over 100 yards. I know he was hurt a little bit last year. I mean, he doesn't he a lot. A lot of, like there's just not a lot of happening. They're not winning games when he when he rushes for a lot of yards. I don't understand. Like, I just I don't this pick was bad. I never liked it from the beginning. I'm going to continue to not like it. And um I don't think they even come close to this. Game. The original, the original sin is now three years old. That team should not have been drafting Saquon Barkley. I fully support the New England Patriots a couple of years ago taking Sony Michelle at the end of the of the first round because he was a finishing piece who yeah. still doesn't get the credit that he deserves for them winning that Super Bowl because he was the key factor in that Patriots offense when they won the Super Bowl. You mean, you mean the offensive line? Okay, sure. Just want to make sure we're good. Okay, whatever. I'd call whatever you want, okay. but right, but I'm just, I'm just, I don't. Th- fair. I don't think James White would have done that. I don't. I, I don't think you could have just thrown anybody back there and die. I, I, but I'm with you to your overarching point that the the talent of the specific running back. So, uh, I, go ahead. So here's the deal, Eddie. You tell your friends to bet on the Giants. I'm yeah. giving you an extra point. We're we're boosting the 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 odds for you. So you get plus money as well. It's a win win. If you guys don't like my take, Giants fans, it's really easy, right? Fanduel.com/slash minus three. You make the bet, you fade me, and you come back on Sunday after the game's over and you tweet me a, a clown emoji. <laughs> you tweet me called middle fingers. I don't care whatever you want to do. You'll no, have more never. money in your pocket and you'll be happy because the Giants will have covered the game. Who knows if they win? Who knows? Doesn't matter. Just cover the game. It's all you, it's all you Giants fans need. Thank I love you, it. And Bear, nice. Bears, Bears fans want to go the other way. Have at it in, uh, in Illinois. Um, you know, let's go through a couple other games here. The Jets are playing host to the Niners. What do you have that number at uh, currently? Um, I'll say this about the Niners. I feel like that was a may again, 60 minutes, whatever. I don't want to. I I think that was a legitimate red flag. And we talked about it It before that game that, I mean, this, this, the the Niners, the Niners were, um, 
eight and oh last year. Yeah. Now they already have a loss. And that is at home. No, they were eight and oh. I mean, I'm talking about. I'm talking about they were eight and oh straight up. Oh, straight to up okay. to start the, the oh, 2019 yeah, okay, season. Okay. I was like, I'm just, okay. I'm just saying that that that's a team that the Arizona Cardinals do have some interesting pieces um, on their defense. Yeah. But the Niners should have been able to truck that defense and would have a year ago, yeah. and that they couldn't do that. I'm telling you, man, it's diminishing returns on these play action QBs. And I know that the whole league likes play action now, but I mean, when you can't make a play, when you're a QB who can't make a play um, and Jared Goff is, uh, you know, I keep putting Goff and um, Garoppolo on the same level, but Goff looked a lot better on Sunday night, uh, in my opinion, um, than I expected him to. But um, either way, I, I think the Niners are in some jeopardy here. I just don't. The only thing that maybe saves them is I don't know that anybody is a monster in the NFC West, but they're going in to play the Jets, and maybe the Jets are going to break through as as the worst team in the league, I- including the Jags and otherwise. They just seem like a mess, and now Levy and Bell's down again. And if you're excited about Frank Gore, you have low expectation. You're, you're uh, what Chris Rock out of the low expectation having MF or and all that. Who do you, how do you think this one uh, turns out there, Schwartz? So I'll give one positive for the Jets. Makai Becton left tackle, played fast. I know you like him. Yeah. He played, he played really well. Big fella over there. Um, I mean, look, I hate this. I hate doing this. Too. I hate doing this. The bet is the Jets plus seven. I, 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 I hate, I hate doing it because I hate betting on crappy teams. But the Niners are going across the country. They're playing in MetLife. It's going to be a little chillier than usual. There'll be no fans there. Uh, the Niners did not look very good. I'm not chilly. sure. Chilly. You're, you're citing chilly in September? A little, a little chilly. I mean, it's a, you know, got, a little, got a little chill coming through the East Coast. <laughs> well, they're coming from San days. Francisco. It's not uh, balmy up there, is it? Fair, Although fair there have enough. been fires. There have been fires. Fair, in, up fair there, enough. So. Um I just, I just have a feeling the Jets are going to keep this one close. I, I, again, I think the Niners win, but Jets cover. Um, I wouldn't put. I'm not. I'm not. I, I, I just. That's. It's just like one of those games where you're like, I, uh, <laughs> but Jets, Jets, nonetheless. I think Niners well, win. Jets cover. I don't know if the Jets rightly in that building, if they, you know, if you hook them up to a lie detector, if anybody from Gase on down thinks this is a playoff team, um, I'm sure they, my sense is they probably don't, but maybe they do. I'm sure the Niners think that about themselves. And it then represents interesting games. Like you also have the Vikings and the Colts coming up um, this weekend. There are a number of games with two teams that want to be in the playoffs, expect to be in the playoffs that it's like, ah, listen, don't get down. It's just one week. If you get to 0-2, you're in some jeopardy already. Now you're really put yourself behind the eight ball. So there's going to be a desperation. And that's why, first of all, I'll take the Niners because if they rightly want to – I mean, they can't, you know, I I know it's a lot of points, like I just said, but I think the Jets happen to stink. Um, And now you've taken away Levy and Bell from them. And, you know, I'll give – guys a certain amount of rope even in year three as a starting quarterback but this sam darnold thing man i don't know i don't know if it's going to work out uh, for him in with, with the jets with gays i'm not saying his career is finished but i don't know if that's ever going to fly um then you look at uh, nearby in philadelphia playing host to the rams yeah. who again fly across the country rams look better than you thought i i think 
this sounds like hyperbole. I think Aaron Donald has clinched the defensive player of the year already. Yes. Cause that was on, cause that was on the big stage. Everybody watched it. It reaffirmed what everybody already knew. And I think that people, I think people who vote for these things are like most, uh, like a lot of football fans. Like, yeah, I watched. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. I don't think they see every snap of every defensive player. And uh, it it does seem a little silly to talk about anybody else being uh, a defensive player of the year when that guy's in the league, just wrecking 300 pound men the way he consistently does. Um, But, uh, but I think the Eagles, are getting a point and a half at the time of this recording from the Rams. That is the most loco thing out there. If you assume Miles Sanders and Lane Johnson and otherwise are back for the Eagles. That's why I said avoid Philly last week, because all of a sudden at the last minute, you're pulling guys off the table. If those guys are back, the Eagles have to, I'm not going to call it a must win game because they will play in week three, one way or the other. So it's not a must win game, but you get my point. The spirit of, the Eagles can't drop this one, and and the Rams kind of can. They're probably feeling good coming across the country. Give me the Eagles. That's the steal of the week, in my opinion. So the Eagles are actually favored by a point and a half. Um, I don't know if that changes your opinion oh, it about, did. about them. Um, it does. I have them at plus one and a half here, yeah, but I no, clipped they're, that they're, uh, 12 hours ago. They're favored by a point and a half. Um, you mentioned the 0-2, and, and we talked about that, obviously, with, with the 49ers. And it's important, right? 0-2 starts – since uh, 1990, and now look, there's an there's an extra playoff team this year. So some of these numbers you have to c- take into consideration, which there has not been. But since the wild card in 1990, um, the uh, you start 0 and 2, only a 12% chance to make the playoffs, 6% chance to win the division. Um, three teams have won the Super Bowl starting 0 and 2. Um, so you need to win these games, and and I think this is this line. This line feels fishy because. The Rams look great. Eagles did not. And you would think that um that you know there would be a lot of a lot of people kind of higher on the Rams and they'd give the Rams, you know, uh, essentially better odds in this game. So it tells me that the the sharps in Vegas really do like the Eagles. It's funny. It's funny because what proves that in almost real time or in the last uh, twelve hours, I didn't update the um the um what the number was and it was like i say it was the the eagles were get were were yeah. plus one and a half but the news about sanders and lane johnson and otherwise has now swung it so yeah um it's it, it it was it's it's very odd because you know last night you mentioned it was it wasn't yeah it's it went a full basically what three points in in a night Right. Crazy. So, I mean, I guess not crazy when you start dropping in essential pieces in in the the Eagles team, they're going to be different in week two than the way they looked in, uh, in week one buyer beware with all that kind of stuff that, uh, that some of these teams were not fully assembled. Now talk about those games that, uh, that, you know, you got two Oh and one team. So you, you, you figure a fair amount of September desperation there Falcons against, uh, the alleged America's team, Dallas Cowboys. I did say on extra points with cousin Sal and Charlotte Wilder that I, in this ever changing world since 2017, I anointed when Chris Long put his arm around Malcolm Jenkins. I yes. declared, I declared that's America's team for this year. And okay. then they went on to win to the Super Bowl. Then they rode that out. And then last year I said, it's the Buffalo Bills. Their fans deserve a title already. It's a, they go and tailgate on Fridays. They go to when the home games. I know, you know, I don't know what they're going to do this year, but I bet you they'll still figure out how to tailgate. Yeah. 
on Fridays, they start pulling the, the, the cars and the trucks and everything in to tailgate. They deserve a title. So they were America's team. Now, who should be America's team for 2020? Is it the Bills? Is it somebody else? I don't know. Drop us a line, though. At uh, You can drop us a line. I guess use the hashtag minus three. And Spaghetti and uh, and us will figure out who you think it should be. A lot of action on that front for the Gardner Minshews. I say avoid that, though. They're not going to be good in, in a month from now, and America will regret embracing that turquoise team. Let's get a team that's going to be relevant into the season. I think it's going to be the Bills. But quickly, Falcons at Cowboys. Cowboys given four and a half. Total on it is 53. Yeah. How say you, Schwartz? Well, Here's a, a general rule of, of thumb here because um, we, we're avid gamblers. And I bet on every team in the NFL. I bet on the Falcons personally last week. I know and, you did. And, and they lost. And it pissed me off. And it Biggest surprise me, of the week to me is that one. It, it reminded me, never bet on the Falcons ever again. Whenever you bet on the Falcons, they break your dang heart. So I'm with the Cowboys here, minus the four and a half. The Cowboys look discombobulated on offense. And maybe that was new offensive line. Maybe that was Aaron Donald. Maybe that was the first game of trying to figure this McCarthy, Kellen Moore offense out. But we need to see more from Dallas. And they know they need to see more from themselves offensively. Defensively, they played fine. And look, the push-off, which I guess OPI is the new thing this year, if that gets if that is allowed, they at least tie the game, right? I mean, like there's many, there's many different places where they could win the game, right? If if that route is one yard longer, even though Dan Orlovsky did a great job of breaking that down. The Rams had a great coverage called for the fourth and three to C.D. Lamb. Um, I think the Cowboys are better. The Falcons' defense is awful, again, clearly. And they're going to score a lot of points and, and give me the Cowboys here. The Alden Smith thing as an aside is crazy. That That's, I mean, he hasn't played football. It's not like he had a year off. I mean, he five years, right? <laughs> it's crazy that he can do anything out there. It's quite a thing to watch. I hear you. Uh, now, Rams supporters will point to the um, to Jared Goff taking a headshot on his interception, okay, and that not, that wasn't flagged either. I'm just telling you that that's doing. We're not. I'm we just telling you what the score is. We are a podcast free. Of what about ism when it comes to penalties? Right. We're oh, making not- this decree now. I know you're a fan, and you're says you. Say I like I like what if and everything. What are you I, talking what, about? What, what about ism is not is not what if. What about ism is you know what we we very clearly know what that is the last four years. So we we're not going to what about ism penalties on this show. We're not going to do it. Okay, All right. it's a sixty minute game. There's plenty of plays. Niner fans that includes you. Stop whining about the Super Bowl. It's over. You lost. Get over it. Um, Yes, it wasn't called, sure. But the push-off, it, it, they equal each other out, okay? So in the end, the Cowboys had a chance to win. They didn't win. They're going to smoke the Falcons. It was a bad call. Smoke them even. I, uh, okay, I hear you. But they terrible mean, last year boy, they, the Falcons. I, well, and then they didn't, they didn't wind up in the postseason as a result. Ergo, the, the importance of this week two game for both of these teams that would uh, like to see themselves in the postseason. But, you know, the call was bad against Jalen Ramsey, and I hope this OPI thing doesn't become a trend in 2020. But the one guy who shouldn't catch heat for it, in my opinion, is Jalen Ramsey. That was great gamesmanship. You have to have oh, – yeah. you have to be so lucid in the moment to know, oh, the ball's coming my way, it's and cool. to be able to roll your shoulder back like that but still basically track the ball and everything, that's uh, that's high-end gamesmanship, in my opinion. Good for him to be able to uh, to pull that off and fool the official like that. I think the, the, the better um, – 
a thing that I hope goes through the season is because there's nothing worse than holding calls. First of all, holding should be a five yard penalty, not a 10 yard penalty. Why it gets the special extra five yards versus every other penalty out there. It's a drive killer. It's a bummer when it happens. And as every casual football fan says, you could conceivably call holding on just about every play. I know that this is uh, your cross to bear as you try to speak on behalf of all offensive linemen to, uh, to the aforementioned casual fan shorts they call the least amount of holdings and like i know good good keep it up and and i think that was just to get the game moving because you could probably could have called a lot last week just because of the no no training camp so um good yay offensive linemen Good, good. Let's let's just keep that going because it's uh, it, it it just derails the games. It's uh, it, and again, you feel like when you watch games that like yeah. eh, couldn't you couldn't you basically if you wanted to throw a flag on just about every play you could. Yeah, that's that's the cliche. I don't know if it's true. I don't watch the game thinking about oh my god, this could have been a holding. No, where right? It's not that that should have been a hold. What drives me crazy is why would you call that there? Why do you? That's a hold there. Couldn't you? Like, didn't that look very similar to the play that just happened? Anyhow, we mentioned the Bills, maybe America's team for 2020. The Bills are paying a visit to South Beach. They're giving six points. People are excited about this Bills team. Schwartz, how say you? The total on it, a lowly 41. I will take. The Bills to win. Oh, the Dolphins to cover. Ooh, finding that sweet spot, says Schwartz. Now I know that our picks are being tracked. I got to make very clear who I'm yes. winning these games. Bills to win. Uh, Fins to cover. Um, I think you know. Obviously, the Bills ran into maybe the worst team in the NFL last week. Scored a lot of points. Debuted kind of a new-ish style offense. Uh, relied a lot on the screen game, short passes. Took advantage of the Jets' aggressiveness on defense. I think Dolphins will just sit back and in coverage and say, "Hey, man, Josh Allen beat us, man. Like, like we're not gonna let you run. We're, we're not gonna let you throw screen passes, and go ahead and beat us." Fitzpatrick also is due for a Fitzpatrick game. He had a, he had his office game week one. This is a Fitz game all the way. They get fans in the crowd in Miami. You and Dolphins plus six. That balance is tough, I'm sure, this early in the season if you're Brian Flores or anybody with a vet QB. Plus, you know, uh, Anthony Lynn, I wonder – I, I I won't be surprised if the Chargers lose this weekend. I think they will lose this weekend. Won't and be surprised uh, is, is eight-and-a-half-point dogs they lose to the Chiefs? Is that what you just said? I'm just telling you. And then and then, sure and then then I wonder if you say uh, – at what point did you say, like, listen, guys – we ain't going to the Super Bowl anyway. There's no reason for us to have Fitzpatrick here or or to have Tyrod Taylor playing. May as well throw yeah, the kid I, in and get him get him his reps now. I think Chargers are going to make that move sooner than the Dolphins do, just because of Tua's injury last year. And right. they're in they're in true rebuild mode. The Chargers are talented enough to compete in a couple of years. Like if Derwin James comes back healthy next year, and um, and you know they add a couple pieces on the offensive line, they could be ready to go in a year or two. Now this really bad division, I get it to be in. I mean, the Chiefs are going to be good forever. Pat Mahomes is twenty five today. I mean, that's just um, incredible to think about. Um, but I think he, I think he plays sooner than later. But I look, I and maybe this is the game you put if Fitz struggles for a half, you throw two in there, and and then we get some two a time. So Ooh. I still like the, I still like the Dolphins plus six plus. There's too much money on the Bills this week. I'm I'm not I'm not buying it. I hear you. That's a game. Dave's counsel on this, you know, confidence pools where you rank uh, how confident you are in each game uh, in your pick there. This would be 
I would take the Bills minus the six, but I have very little confidence. I, I my counsel on this one, um, avoid this one because I the yes, Dolphins I, are they're wonky. They 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 not every week, but some weeks they make the other team look bad. Yeah, uh, I just avoid yeah. this one. Look, ninety nine percent of the money is on the Buffalo Bills right now. Ninety nine percent of the money. Mm-hmm. So I just I'm I, I'm with you. I I wouldn't bet the game, um, but I would take the Dolphins and I would take the Bills to win. Uh, quickly, Lions uh, are are um, getting six in Lambo. That again, like these these six point numbers predicated on one week of action, spook me a little bit. I just again, this game just doesn't. I don't have a feel for this game. And this thing about 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 gambling that's that's kind of interesting and always fun is like you don't have to have a feeling every game. I know that you come here for some sort of like, like, I, I don't, I don't know, Dave. I don't know. Look, the lions up 23 to six. You're like, yes, I picked them to an NFC North. They look great. Right. And then obviously they shit the bed. The Packers, who I didn't think were going to be very good, play a Minnesota Vikings team with their entire defense injured and score 43 points. Score gummy, by the way, 43, 34. I figured you would like a score gummy. And, I just I don't know what to believe about either team off of, off of week one. So I would stay away. I, I think Packers win, but I, I take the Lions plus the six. Scorigami, indeed. I do like that kind of stuff, as you know. Um, I wonder the Packers did look uh, look dynamite. Um, Aaron Rodgers specifically looked terrific. I just you know it's a conversation we had a week ago, and I uh, it's one of those things I, I have a feeling uh, knowing the man in the mirror. I'm going to keep going back to: Are the Packers going to regret? Do you need to get in our league in the our league? I just our league, the NFL, in the NFL, in which we have now achieved a dec a half a decade after Dave Damashek said, "Why in a world of seven billion people can we not find thirty two human beings to successfully play quarterback in the NFL?" Or kick? How about kick? Also true. We've now achieved QB saturation. There is no there is no quarterback situation. Like, what's the worst one? Mitchell Trubisky. Like, what's the worst QB spot? I mean, I, you know, everybody has that. Did you have to get Jordan Love? Was it no. that? Was it that? immediate a concern that you did that and will you regret green bay packers not be that that you had to get cute with it and what and and upset aaron Rodgers, but more practically that you didn't give them a finishing piece that you didn't give them i'm trying to think of who was i guess cd lamb was already off the board by then but whoever was available um to help aaron Rodgers and that offense a little bit more whatever help them win games in 2020 i think they're gonna i i feel like they're gonna Rue not having done that. But then again, no Michael Thomas makes the Saints come back to earth. And I go back to my original point. I don't know who breaks out of the pack. There are a bunch of very good teams in the NFC, and I'm not sure who rises above the rest of them. I know you think Tom Brady and company will – and talked to TJ Hushmanzada on extra points earlier in the week. He said, same thing you did. It's going to take them a minute, but rest assured by midseason, yeah. they're going to be high in the rankings. Brady's right. going to write that ship sooner rather than later, and they're going to be at or very close to first place in the division. But no Michael Thomas. I, th- I think circle because all the talk about Brady didn't look good. He was better than the other QB was yeah. in that game. I mean, Drew Brees is a liability out there. He didn't look great, and Thomas is obviously out. And I, I did pick the Saints to, to, I think, win the NFC. Uh, I'd like Tampa to be, to be a playoff team. But I told you guys it would start slow, and, and, and they definitely started slow. So I think the NFC 
a lot of it's a, a, a wait and see. Like I feel really good about a lot of AFC picks like this week, like Baltimore to cover. I think Baltimore is going to kick Houston's butt. I think the Chiefs are going to kick the Chargers. Do you? Do you? Yeah, I, I, I just, I know it's a lot of points. Baltimore's laying seven on the road. Don't care. Don't care. They dominate terrible defenses. Guess what? The Texans have a terrible defense. Um, Lamar Jackson looked fabulous. He missed that one throw that Mark Andrews made him right on. Otherwise, he looked great. The defense was playing well. The Chiefs, they're going to score 45 points every week. Like they're not gonna, The Chargers' offense looked terrible against the, the, the Bengals. The Chiefs' defense is good. They're healthy. And they get a little bit of a rest. Andy Reid is fabulous off a of bye. So AFC, I feel great about. These NFC lines every week, I'm like, I don't really, I don't really know. First of all, the Chargers offense didn't look good, but the uniforms look delicious. Um, they, were they were fabulous, yes. They really are great, and that's not even the best incarnation that they have in the closet uh, ready for our eyes. I hear you on that one, and circle everybody within the sound of my voice. Week three is traditionally the weirdest of all game results. People, you think 60 minutes has uh, made an impression on people? Wait till we have two games in, and there's a team that's 2-0 and playing an 0-2 team. They're going to yeah. be – people are going to be over the moon with confidence about things and it's they're going to be some weird results in week three um but you mentioned lamar jackson you mentioned the ravens i haven't done it in a long time eddie spaghetti guess what's back it's time for it everybody you know everybody is very shoots their mouth off everybody loves to talk stuff about what they will and won't touch with a figurative 10 foot pole. I won't, I wouldn't touch that. I like to raise the stakes, forget figurative 10 foot poles. What will you touch with a literal 10 foot pole? Jeff Schwartz has a literal 10 foot pole in his mansion there in North Carolina. He is holding it right now. All right, here we go. Schwartz. I know the Ravens are very good. They they're picked up where they left off. Not in January, but in, in December, uh, they steamrolled the poor Browns in week one. But the Pittsburgh Steelers, perhaps with the best defense in all of pro football this year, the return of chip on the shoulder, Hall of Famer, Big Ben Roethlisberger, a gaggle of young weapons. You know what I'm talking about. In 2020, the AFC North will belong at the end of the day to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jeff Schwartz, will you touch that with a literal 10-foot pole? I will no, 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 no. Come on, Dave. Get out of here with that nonsense. Come on. What do you mean, come on? Why is it a come on? Your Steelers fanboy nonsense. That's not Ra fanboy nothing. I, I, I would tell you if I thought they stunk. I don't, I, I'm Ravens sorry. I happen still, to be confident. Ravens are still winning the division, and they're going to start, they're going to show you again by being Houston by 27 points or some nonsense this weekend. Why do you think that they're going to smoke the Texans? The Texans. Okay, did you watch a Texans play on offense the other day? I did, and I thought yeah, you watched the, your defense play too. Yeah, that's. Okay. I think. I think that's the concern. I, I, you know, the thing that I will say, glass half full about them is it does feel like that practically with the salary cap, they couldn't keep. You know, they pay Tunsil. They obviously are going to pay Deshaun Watson. I get it that maybe they just don't have the loot to keep New Hopkins, and I thought. Boy, that's pathetic that all they could get is David Johnson. Well, David Johnson looked much better than I thought he had. I didn't think he had that left in him based on what we saw on Thursday night. But, you know, overwhelming offense by the Chiefs. And what are you going to do? Um, it. Uh, I just think they're going to get their butts kicked again. OK, but so you don't. So I, I don't I, I keep saying the Chiefs 
are going to end up in the Super Bowl. But I don't think the margin between the Ravens and Steelers is vast. Do you really think, I think it is? I don't think, it's, I don't think it's that vast, but I think the Ravens still win the division. Okay. All right. I, I you know, I all I'll tell you is that again, the Steelers went eight and eight last year, riding a defense and Duck Hodges trying to scratch out a couple of points for them. They lost games when they, when they only allowed sixteen or seventeen points. That's not going to happen this year. So that so you know, I think we're overthinking this again. The idea that this Steelers team isn't easily a double-digit team win as long as they can uh, maintain health. The great asterisk that applies to every pro football team. All right. So, uh, oh, the other thing I wanted to ask you guys, do you want mulligans? Because after week two, it's too much. But, you know, if you play a little bit of golf, uh, you know, first tee, you take your swings. Yeah. I'll give you a mulligan. Right now, if you want to, you can have one mulligan. Do you want to switch off the cowboy shorts? No, I, do you want to get in on the Rams? What do you want? I'll take one um, partial mulligan. Here's a partial mulligan. If Seattle's offense is going to be run through Russell Wilson like it was in week one, I will buy myself some Seattle stock. It's the first time in a long time they decided to let Russell Wilson go. It's the first time I've ever seen a coach be bullied by their fans' Twitter base. <laughs> and actually run what they want to do. So I will take a half mulligan on the Seahawks because I think if they can do that, they're much better than I thought they'd be. What say you? Um, I am tempted to jump off the the Eagles, who I had uh, highly seeded in the NFC when the whole thing's done. Um, I agree. First of all, I agree with you about the Seahawks because I don't see somebody has to win the division, of course, and I'm not sure – now, I mean, I had the Niners, I and mean, I was tepid about that to begin with. But if they can't smoke the, you know, in a fourth quarter when it's close, that they can't just run over the Cardinals when when they have to. That's a red flag for them going forward. I think. Um, I, I hear you on the Seahawks. I'm just going to stay put. Damashek is going to is going to be a man of honor, and I'm not going to take the mulligan. Eddie Spaghetti, any mulligans you want to throw out there? Yeah, I need to jump off the Cowboys. I was hiding them a pot or two ago, um, as well as the the Buccaneers. I'm not a. I think those are lost. Um, the one team I will say I'm higher on, um, and I talked about them a lot in this pod was the Steelers. I thought the Ravens for sure uh, controlled the North, but I think the Steelers actually surprised me and are going to be a lot better than I thought. Not that I would thought they were going to be bad. I, mean, I thought from like a 10, 11 win team. They well, could the, the, like I guess that would be the mulligan team. I would take. As I said to you, short. Uh, on the phone, I think I underestimated the Chiefs when I said to fourteen and two. I, I know you you point out Andy Reid has a uh, a knack for you know a couple of stinkers a season, but I, I mean it's hard to imagine that they can't even if they're if they play imperfectly that they can't just rally on Patrick Mahomes' right arm and and steal. I mean I, I think fifteen and one is a plausible outcome for them um i i do want to mention again quickly uh the the uh minus three fade jeff schwartz challenge the giants plus six and a half get it Please. right now and get Please. it uh, sooner rather than later in case uh something changes because it's subject to change it's available at plus 110 there another number though um i'm excited about college football schwartz yes. big tens returning pack 12 not too far behind the cuse at pitt Pitt is ranked. The Pitt Panthers are now ranked yes. number 25 in the nation. They're given 21 and a half. I'll say you. <laughs> I will go under 50. Under 50 here. Not a lot of points 
So we saw last week Syracuse, who, who they are playing, did not look terribly great in offense, right? 13 of 31 was their quarterback for just 112 yards uh, there. Uh, offensive line didn't play very well. But the Q's defense played very well in the 3-3-5, first time coming out in that defense. Uh, they, they held North Carolina for three quarters, and they just got tired, right, as their offense kind of struggled down the stretch. Both teams played a slow pace. We know Pitt. I, I, how much you take away from beating Austin P? Almost nothing, right? Uh, um, well, listen, as somebody who lives and dies uh, over the last uh, 40 years with the Pitt Panthers, trust me, th- there's no gimme. When they play these Division uh, 6 teams or whatever Austin P is, that, that those are the ones that they 17-14 that they a lot. So I will say the under, I think Pitt wins this game. Uh, but I'll take the under 50. Game one, Nuggets are plus seven against the Lakers. As I always say, the yin and yang of um, of the NHL and the NBA. The NHL somehow to, somehow falls into things like the Dallas Stars in the finals with all these exciting teams out there that are relevant to <laughs> hockey fans. Not, not a Texas-based hockey team that was in the middle of the pack. Meantime, the Nuggets um, are super fun. I I don't know that there's a more enjoyable team to watch with uh, Jokic and company, but ultimately the Lakers are going to get to the finals. I say they start off the right way and uh, I'll take the, I'll at least take the Lakers to win the series. How about that? How say you Schwartz? I'll take Lakers minus seven for a couple of reasons. One is that they've obviously lost the first two game ones, right? The true, the Blazers and, and, and the Rockets, they've had a lot of rest and Nuggets haven't. They just played a seven game series. Um, I think the Lakers are going to come out early and set the tone. I understand that. Look, it's been kind of odd, right? A lot of young teams have been winning playoff games, which is, un, which is unusual for NBA playoffs, right? The veteran teams tend to win. And maybe it's the bubble, but they got a Lakers veteran team. Anthony Davis can guard Jokic. Like they, they That's have, it. That's uh, they, they the difference, someone, right? They have someone right there to, to, to guard him and just give him trouble. And he also, on reverse side, he has to guard Anthony Davis, too. So he's not going to have as much energy to spend – on the offensive side of the ball. I think the Lakers come out and prove early on, we're the big dog, we're the veteran team, we're going to win the title, and we're going to smash you along the way. I, I LeBron, you know, I, I'm not getting into a LeBron-Michael Jordan thing. Uh, LeBron, obviously, the headlines, but it, that is the thing that kind of slips through the cracks. Yeah, he's he, he's perhaps not their best player. Um, but LeBron? at minimum... I, he's their best player, I know. When, but Anthony when, when Davis, LeBron, I'm just talking in look, terms of versatility look, that your your two best players sure. are as versatile defensively yes. as Anthony Davis and LeBron is. That's a tough matchup yes. for any team. And LeBron led the NBA in assists this year, too. Like he when he wants to do something else, he can't. But here's the thing about LeBron, and we know this all the time. When he when it's time to go, when it's his time, like, okay, you gotta win this game, guess who shows up? Number 23. Like every time. So Anthony Davis is a good compliment for him. But LeBron keeps showing up. And I know we're going to do the Jordan-LeBron eventually at the end of the series and end of the plus, but he'll have won titles now in Cleveland, Miami, and Los Angeles. Uh, oh, jinxer. I, I agree with you. No, and- the Celtics and Heat and the Nuggets are not beating them unless someone gets hurt. I But I, I, I hear you. And like I say, I mean, the, the thing like, how do you stop Jokic when you watch the Clippers uh, the last three games, at least? What are you supposed to? Well, Montrez Harrell's not the answer <laughs> on him, but you can you can mix and give them both a rat. Not that Jokic uh, is an exhausting cover, but, um, you know, you can you can throw he, LeBron at him. You can throw. But that, that's the point with LeBron. You can throw him well, at even, anybody on the floor just but, about. But so. even if even if AD's in foul trouble, guess what? Dwight Howard, here you go. JaVel McGee, here you go. Like you have, mm-hmm. they're they're uniquely 
built to play the team. Look, the Lakers come in my last comment. The Lakers, the issue with betting them in any game, in my opinion, is that you know they they need the role players to make their shots. And if they're not doing that, I mean, AD and LeBron could score 60 combined. They could lose a game by 20 points because none of no one else makes a shot. So it feels weird to bet on them sometimes because you have to kind of hope that Caruso and 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 uh, and, and KCP and more. It's like they hit their shots, and Kuzma every now and then shows up in a in, in a basketball game. So I'll still take the Lakers minus seven. I think they win this game in uh, the series in four, and they get a little rest before the finals. Wow! All right, and uh, Colorado-based listener, jump in on that one if you fade me. Go ahead, fade me again. Fade Schwartz or do the the immoral act of um, giving yourself something to feel happy about if you assume your Nuggets aren't gonna move on here. At least you can make a little money off of it. Jump in on that on at FanDuel and make sure you use FanDuel.com yes. slash buy this three. Um, last thing. And then we'll uh, wrap it up here because the uh, the lengthy list of Hall of Fame finalists. Anybody out there, Schwartz, that um, it has been sitting on the sidelines for too long, in your opinion, that needs to finally get in? Who what? Who deserves into the Hall of Fame that is sitting there? Though everybody has their list of favorites. Sometimes it's Roger Tony Craig, Tony Baselli. All right. I like that. I know offensive linemen swoon over him. He's like a, a hipster. If you're, if there's such a thing as an offensive lineman hipster, like indie band guy, Tony Baselli is, uh, is that guy being, well, oh, you don't get it. You don't understand how dominant he was. Yeah, I don't get it. Um, my answer is Ricky Waters. I don't know why he uh, continues to be kind of slept on. You never hear his name even invoked. You hear a lot of Roger Craig. You don't hear Ricky Waters. Look up his numbers. They they compare favorably to guys in the Hall of Fame and was a key piece on some really good teams over the course of his career. Also, Don Coriel, the architect of the Air Coriel, Dan Fouts offense and beyond deserves in there. Um, but the most important thing you can do if you're sitting there within the sound of my voice, a couple of things. One, Download, subscribe, comment, rate, iTunes, um, Spotify, however you want to do it. We appreciate you sticking with us here on uh, on Minus 3 and going through FanDuel.com slash Minus 3. And this week, if you do that one more time, Fade Jeff Schwartz Challenge, Giants plus six and a half, now available at plus 110. It's a dandy bet. Eddie Spaghetti, what would you be willing to bet if it was non-monetary? Everything I own. The Giants, Everything you the Giants are going to win this game outright. I've never been more confident in anything. I like the positives they gave versus the Steelers, who I think are a great team. I think the Bears are a trash team. Giants are going to win this game outright. I'll bet anything, anything. If you're okay, so if you're raw, so anything, so if you'll bet anything, can we burn? Can we just gather all your tank tops and burn them? I need a tank top. The tank top bet. I'll wear a tank top next time. I mean, you no one wants to see that. I'll put anything on one. I'll do it shirtless. Although I'm not as excited as you. We, we don't. No one wants to see that, though. That's the thing. We're 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 one DeAndre Swift catch away from a Falls Trubisky controversy. Allen Robinson on the way out. It's it's a lock. I'm I'm so confident. Thank you, Jeff, for this bet. It, it's very nice of you. I do hear you on that one. I I do like that one quite a bit. You're right about that. Hey, good times, fellas. What did you think of the show, Schwartz? Was it a good effort by us collectively? Do you I feel was, good? 
I think it was fabulous. I'm surprised you did not say Gary Anderson to the Hall of Fame talk because you were tweeting him up all day yesterday. I was forced to watch a video of him from 1989, uh, but I liked it anyway. Single bar face mask. Um, I, love I feel thing. bad. I feel bad for guys like that. That they, they're these guys who have a spectacular. I mean, Bill Buckner is the all time with yeah, that. Like Bill Buckner had a nice borderline Hall of Fame career, yeah. and the only thing anybody knows about him is uh, is that the yeah. ball went through his legs. That's Gary Anderson. I'm, I like this fade Jeff Schwartz, so please go do it. Fandom.com slash minus three. I'm just happy, man. Football is is back. We're rolling. Week two. No positive tests. Let's go. Pack 12 on the oh, way. Oh. oh, I could barely sleep last night. I was so excited for my, my beloved conference to come back. October is going to be ever sweeter. Don't you see? It's staggered now that yeah. if it all had kicked off, in the last two weeks, we'd be deep into football season yes. now. But don't you see that the football gods have delivered something special here? Yes. Now we'll be into it. Profile. We know who's good. Yep. We know who's not. Wait, what? Big 10 action. <laughs> That's going to be great. Okay. We're looking forward to kibitzing about all of it with you. Uh, we appreciate the support. Um, and for Eddie Spaghetti and his tank tops, Jeff Schwartz and his 10-foot pole, Dave Damashek. Thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. Thank you.